Dateline, September 6th, sometime in the evening. Welcome to Houndstooth Heroes. It's the Our Pets Heads Are Off edition because we ain't got nobody to go around the outside anymore. Joining you from the Alabama football hotbeds of Yuma, Arizona and Taos, New Mexico, I am Greg Dawkins and he is Ellis Metz and we are the Houndstooth Heroes brought to you by Druid City Brewing Company and Wild Bill Wing Sauce. It's the home opener in the brewery. We'll be smoking some butts and some Wild Bill's wings like they do every week. So get on down and check that out. Metsy, I mentioned you're in Yuma. What sort of libations do they offer there in Yuma? Uh, not strong enough ones, Gregory, but they do have an extensive tequila selection. So I am doing as the locals do here tonight. How about yourself? You fancy. Well, we won. Yeah, but did we? I'm not sure. It felt like a Greek tragedy, my friend. Okay, okay, but enough about Andy Papanastas. Shout out to listener Ian for that little pun there. Uh, Your Tide did successfully down the Florida State Seminoles 24-7 last Saturday night to open up the, uh, what I would call the, the best... Mercedes-Benz sponsored dome in the NFC South, but that's just me. Easy. Uh, Down in Atlanta, but uh, disaster unfolded nonetheless. Here's the gist. Uh, Outside linebackers Christian Miller and Terrell Lewis out for the season. Those are probably our two best pass rushers, and uh, they're undergoing surgery in the next few days. Miller on a torn bicep and Lewis on a torn ligament in his elbow. Have to say, pretty crushing injury to our pass defense. Exactly. And meanwhile, outside linebacker Anthony Jennings and starting inside linebacker Rashawn Evans both have what Saban labels as significant injuries. Mm. Jennings is dealing with a sprained ankle, and Evans suffered a groin injury, and that sounds painful enough. Uh, Saban said the two are listed as questionable and will be day-to-day, but our hero's sources indicate that neither will play on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think he's taking a, uh, a page out of the Belichick book there, and we're just going to start listing folks as questionable every game of the season, and, and who knows what will happen, but it uh, probably makes sense to give those guys some rest this week, eh? And, yeah, and look, I'm questionable most days anyway, uh, so I feel this pain there. So anyway, there is a bright side, though. We have more five-star linebackers than we ever know we'll ever know what to do with. Uh, number one and two that come to mind, Keith Holcomb and Mac Wilson are not inexperienced players. They're not, and uh, Wilson is a younger guy. Holcomb, I think, is a senior this year, uh, and and I love both of these guys. I have to say, Mac Wilson, noted five-star linebacker slash backup punter to J.K. Scott at one point last year. Uh, and also a TD pass catcher. So he keeps people guessing. He was upset that he didn't return uh, the interception he got last Saturday back farther, which I would agree with, but like to see that. And then Keith Holcomb, I feel like we have to admit, because uh, Gregory, you and I are both on the record on this here program. Uh, Strong opinions on white linebackers, particularly particularly those in the SEC. But there's an exception to every rule, and here is this one: that that we 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 fully approve of white linebackers who also are starting right fielders on the baseball team. That's just a rule. That's just a rule we have. 
now. Yes, yeah. So okay. we we will allow Keith Holcomb. He had a uh, he had a fumble recovery in the game as uh, another strong showing from the special teams. So we are pro Holcomb, pro Wilson. Uh, it's not good news, but I think it could be much much worse. Exactly, and both of them played well uh, in inside inside linebacker reserve roles against FSU and can fill in for Rashawn Evans as needed. Replacing Lewis and Miller outside linebacker, however, is the bigger challenge. The first option is the Gimpany, Anthony Jennings, though he's a jack linebacker. I hope Rashawn Evans could take over for Lewis or Miller as an edge rusher. Yeah. But Jamie Mosley is, is a good outside linebacker option. But frankly, it may be time for the freshmen to live up to their expectations. You talked about Mac Wilson. Uh, there's also Ben Davis in the 2016 sign, signing class. Davis was a five-star, number 11-ranked player in the country, and number one-ranked inside linebacker, redshirted in 2017. Meanwhile, Dylan Moses in the 2017 signing class, five-star, again, number 13-ranked player in the country, and number two-ranked outside linebacker. So in short, there's no lack of football talent, but there is a serious lack of in-game experience. Yeah, I am particularly excited about named him after a man of the cloth, called him Dylan Moses, coming to town out of Louisiana. Uh, he got some time Saturday. He's going to be a freak. And so, you know, like you said, it, it is an embarrassment of riches. Do you ever get embarrassed? I have never been embarrassed of so rich in my life. Of the riches? Never embarrassed. Sometimes I get embarrassed. Really, do you? So many riches. Is that is that like when you're driving the Solara or not? Hey, pal. Hey, pal. We should have started off the show with that great bit of news. Uh, R.I.P. Solera. The uh, Hurricane Harvey did not at all affect my brother-in-law and his family who live in Houston. And lo and behold, two days later, wouldn't you know that the creek flooded, creek done flooded, and washed away all my sins and my uh, all my Soleras. Uh, so your boy's about to be riding in style for the first time in years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So pour one out. Pouring out for the Solera. More upside because we are just big baskets of sunshine today. Uh, As we were discussing our linebacking core and the uh, thin stretch it will be placed under, our schedule does set up nicely for them to gain some experience for those young guys. I have to say, because I get embarrassed so easily, you know this. all the riches. Uh, the uh, the commentators during Saturday's game listing off Alabama's upcoming schedule was not all that uh, flattering because uh, we, of course, take on Fresno State this week. Get ready for some takes there. Woo-hoo. Uh, okay, I know you do. Followed by Colorado State, followed by a trip to Vandy where your boys are going to get all kinds of buck wild. And then the house and buck wild y'all buck y'all and then uh an Ole Miss Rebel team that uh I don't think much is expected of this year so none of those teams should be able to beat Alabama even at our very gimpiest I mean our very gimpiest and hopefully that gives the guys some time to gain experience as well as the coaching staff you know a good month to figure out who needs to fit where all right well speaking of Fresno State as you did boy I have some information for you listeners, well, listener, Fred, about Fresno State. Number one, they are located in Fresno, 
which is famous for its raisins. Okay. Number two, they are bulldogs, which is a dog. Number three, Jim McElwain coached there. David Carr played there. They did well then, not as much now. Uh, that Jeff Tetford guy, he was the coach at Cal. Well, he's the coach there now. Cal did well for a while, and then they sucked, so they fired him. Number five, they beat Incarnate Word. 66 to nothing last week. Incarnate Word is in San Antonio. Anything to add to that? No, you know, I feel like that really covers it. All right, well, you were listening to House Team Heroes with a big old shout-out to Drew City Brewing Company and Wild Bill's Wing Sauce. You can always park the brewery on game day free of charge, and Bo and Elliot almost always have some Wild Bills on the smoker check-in. With that, let's move on to the most anticipated segment of the podcast, the Donkey of the Week of the Decade. Thank you, Gregory. Thank you. And I've got to say, I'm already growing some concerns about this segment because, frankly, while it is genius and, as you pointed out, highly anticipated, uh, I'm I'm already beginning to worry here at the end of week one that it's going to revolve around Butch Jones pretty closely. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the time. And he he could have easily earned it for the tweet that we posted uh, Saturday night. Or, well, I'm sorry, Monday night because real football programs. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, so uh, there's a picture circulating on the internet. I don't know who's circulating such a thing. Uh, It's certainly not at H2Heroes on the Twitters uh, of of Butch Jones looking like a very satisfied patient with the owners of the Low T Clinic in said clinic, and uh, he blocked us. He blocked your boys for that picture. So, yeah. That that is donkey of the week of the decade, of the decade. But uh, to get to this week's donkey of the decade of the week, if you will, I've gone back and forth here, and I think the ultimate—I don't know—it all boils down to Butch, really. Butch is the guy for uh, this ridiculous trash can scheme this 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 weekend. What did you make of that? fantastic. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen. By that I mean it's incredibly stupid and I love every bit of it and it's the most ball thing I've ever heard. It is uh, the most ball thing ever and if if Butch Jones had approached me, I have these very vivid dreams, I don't know if I've discussed this on the pod or not, uh, of conversations Butch Jones and I have and literally this is it's happened four or five times, yeah and, and I am just... I am just uh, as belittling and demeaning to poor Butch as I can be. And he just like takes it and sometimes tries to talk back and then usually walks away uh, frowning. And this dream continues to happen. Sometimes it's like in a hallway. Sometimes it's on an actual football field. I don't know. Are your sheets sheets dry after these dreams? Always increasingly, increasingly dry, oddly enough. Um, But all that to say... Had Butch Jones approached me, known Gump, and said, what's the one, you know, mascot or or symbol I should put on my sideline? I would have absolutely recommended a trash can. I could not have found a better representation of Tennessee football than a checkerboarded trash can. And there they were doing it themselves. Right. Bringing it on. It's sort of like, uh, what does it say on the doors that... Uh, the, the future is nowhere. Uh, opportunity is nowhere. Opportunity is nowhere. 
is the steps on the exit from the Neyland Stadium uh -huh. in the Stadium locker rooms into the uh, stadium itself. So yeah, it's. I mean, I think you're right. If you if you walk up and says, "What's our what should we do on the sidelines?" Oh, what a trash can! Yeah, totally a trash can. Put some checkerboard on it. And then, and then have somebody make up some dumb game where the players try to slam dunk it and have somebody who can't even hold the trash can upright so that your player looks like a total fool missing the dunk of the football. That was beautiful. And I have to say, that is uh, the finest of the two donkeys of the week of the decade. Thank you. Yeah, that was. Uh, on the podcast thus far. All right. Well, let's move on, shall we, to our hates. Including our hate of the week. Of the week, of the week. God, you're slow. All right, we're going to start. Uh, we're going to start in Hogville, where, where all bad things begin. Um, the Texas Christian University travels to Fayetteville, where the Hogs are getting three points. Who do you hate here in this matchup, Matt? So Gary Patterson still coaching the Horny Toads down there, correct? And I, I feel like that in itself should be reason enough to hate a hog. But I've been thinking about it lately, and I don't know why. I don't suspect much out of Bert this season. I think he... uh probably get, be sexy. I know. I was trying to think of a way to phrase this. He probably ends up on his hands and knees. Is that fair? Fair to say? Oh, God. That story. <laughs> so, I've got to say... Story, or God, don't. Maybe just don't ask about it. Uh, but I don't expect Arkansas to have a great year. That said, there are going to be some fat old boys out there. And I think playing in Fayetteville is enough of an advantage. I think their uh, hog people are going to be hog weird. And I'm hating a horny toad just barely here. I said it twice. Right. I'm hating the hog. I think uh, Gary Patterson and MCC probably has too much. Uh, I think those little skinny boys are going to outrun the fat boys. And uh, uh, really, I think I, th I think three is a small number. I think they're going to run all over a hog. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and get to it. The Domers. Uh, the University of Georgia, which, by the way, they were polled about the movie Rudy. And pretty much nobody on Georgia's team had ever heard of it. And I, for one, believe that's because the Georgia team prefers a situation where it, the characters are onside. They, on yeah, a, a strictly onside main character protagonist situation. Right, exactly. That's where I'm at. I miss what you're talking about, though. Did Georgia not know about Rudy? Is that what you're telling me? They knew nothing about Rudy. I kind of love that. That sort of makes me feel good for the future. Yeah. Gives me hope for the future. Again, I'm going to start with the coaches here, uh, and I just, I'm not sure Kirby's there. I'm not sure Kirby gets there at Georgia. That's a, that's a hot take that has very little uh, basis behind it, basis in facts behind it. Um, but that said, I think Notre Dame has been an awful team and is continuing to be an awful team. Did you see that set on game day? I think they said... Uh, is it Brian Davis? What's his name? 
the quarterback guy? No, the Notre Dame coach. Oh, uh, Chip. Chip. No, Brian Kelly. Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly, thank you. Uh, I think over the past ten seasons, he's in second place in most wins. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. It was it was highly surprising. Or maybe it's among active Power 5 coaches. It was a really impressive number for him that I didn't expect. That said, they were trash last year. I suspect more trash this year. And uh, I'm going to hate the Dome. Really? Wait. Wait. That's Hate the dome, and you can't forget about uh, Mandy Tao's girlfriend, right? Right, Lene, R.I.P. It's almost like she was never here with us. you were going to go the other way which was scary because hashtag the man may know something here you know this is the type of line where they think the money's going to come pouring in on cocky and then uh and then mizzou pulls something out but i can't i can't get behind a mizzou so yeah and i actually after poo-pooing bert bert knows a thing or two about the poo-poo and also also have to stop also poo-pooing um kirby smart i am buying Muschamp at south carolina this year i think they have a good little program a good thing going so i think they win easily here at home a little jealous you stole the h-o-t-w on that one all right fair enough okay uh up in uh uh the mirror image bowl barn is at clemson and clemson 
Clemson is a five and a half point favorite, and this line has moved all over the place. It was four, it was seven and a half, and I guess it, I don't know. I guess it was money moving. I don't really know, but it seems to have finally settled at five and a half. Talk to me, brother. Who you hate? Oh, Gregory, 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 Gregory. Uh, you, you, you don't hate a missile. I, well, I, yeah, I don't don't hate North Korea, I guess, or Zika here, but uh, no, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, Clemson looked great last week. I have to say, their their new Deshaun Watson looked like their old Deshaun Watson. Uh, they've still got a Dabo who's a goober, being a goober. But we're gonna, we're gonna duke it out one day. All right. Enough. Enough talk about clown schools. Ugh. Ugh. Stop. Uh, but this is. What if he? Okay. What if Dabo was in Lord of the Dance? Are you saying would that make me more open to him being the Alabama football head coach, or just no, a, just a general hypothetical? I'd like to take that back even farther. So say Dabo never gets his football break. He lives in the back of a car with his mom until about this age. Let's call it 40. And one day he's discovered dancing as a busker on the sidewalk. Wow. Rises to Lord of the Dance. And he rags to riches story. Man, that's, that's something the Georgia players would know about, let me tell you. That movie was made. Uh, back to the game at hand. I Why? think Dabo as the Lord of the Dance is pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Well, if any, yeah. if anyone out there has yeah. any Photoshop skills, I could work on this. I could work on this bit all night. Dabo as a dancer, I've got, I've got material for days. Anyway, you seem to want to make this into a football podcast. So fine, talk about the. We do the dance podcast recordings on Friday nights, Gregory. You know this. Uh, yeah. This is, I, I'm going to call it, and I hate to do it, I think this is Jarrett Siddham's breakout sort of welcome to the main stage of the SEC, whatever game. Uh, that said, this game to me has barn moral victory scrawled in John Deere green paint all over it. Uh, I think Clemson ekes it out. I hope, I pray, I pray, I pray Clemson squeaks it out. But I think Barn covers. I'm going to go ahead and make it my hate of the week. All right. Now, you brought up Stidham. What you did not bring up is his tail. I need an education on this as well. All right. Here's the thing. At some point, Gus the bus was talking about Jared Stidham and talked. And just, he, kept, he kept saying it over and over that Stidham had worked his tail off. Which begs the question, you took in a quarterback with a tail? He had a tail and then worked it off. Worked it off. I don't know, and I wonder if it's like a corky where it's still a little stub, Mm. or if it's, you know, the whole tail is gone, or, you know, what do you call that when you you bob a tail off? Yeah, I know, I don't know the term, though. Yeah, yeah, that. But anyway, so so I'm just saying, I think a tail, or any form of a tail, even if it's just like a corky bob, 
will be a hindrance in this game, Dom. It seems like it would be. I'm wondering if it's more of like a uh, a furry foxtail kind of thing. Right, because here's the thing. If you're going to sack the quarterback, it's easy to grab him by the tail. Oh, man. The... Yeah, you grab that tail and yank. Because I would assume there's going to be a hole in his pants in the back for the tail because you can't just tuck a tail. Hmm. I mean, that would be awkward. Yeah, no, it really is. It's going to be... I, but I still think the tail is a difference maker. Is that like a nighttime in Death Valley type thing? Do you have any idea? We don't, don't know, know these things. These are details we are not prepared to address. I will throw out there, speaking of keeping track, uh, I have been keeping close tabs on our boy. I can't even say that. But uh, white linebacker... Ben Bulware, who played for Clemson okay. last year and had an affinity for touching players in their hind parts and their tails. He, did like grabbing that butt, didn't he, he liked grabbing butts and anywhere else he could put some fingers after a play. Yeah. Uh he he was cut in the NFL this week. I don't even remember what team. Um obviously it was news I was devastated to find out and it, it really dampered my weekend. Right, so now he's just grabbing ass all over America. <laughs> Yeah. Now he's uh yeah, he's a bouncer at uh, right, right. the carousel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. Let's move on to the game that no one came here to listen to except for Brent. Uh your tie in the game in the season opener is a forty three and a half point favorite over the Fresno State Bulldogs. Uh I'll go ahead and get started. I hate the tie. Here's why. Uh, I feel like this is a 35-42 point game. Yes, the Tide's going to win. They're not going to come. We're going to be going out and trying some stuff out, if you will. Uh, you know, there's no reason for us to, you know, run the damn ball, as, as we are wont to say, uh, when we have some untested wide receivers who did not get a lot of play uh, last week. So I think we're going to be testing them out on the defense, on, on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, you know, uh, this is this is an audition bigger than cats. Who knows who's going to be back there? I think it's an open call. Uh, get out there, see what you can do against you know a crappy team, and see what happens. And when you give them, you know, when you when you open it up like that, uh, I don't care who you are. If you go and play a team and you beat them sixty six to nothing, uh, you're doing something right, even if it is in Triumphburg. So I don't think we covered forty three and a half. I think it ends up being my guess is forty eight. To 10. What about yourself? Yeah, I got to agree. I'm not sure this team covers a spread all season. And I say that with the utmost respect, but I just, I mean, we beat Florida State handily, and we certainly could have scored more if we put our uh, offense under that type of pressure. But I think we are very, very, very content, even more so than last year, uh, to just run a conservative offensive game plan. Let the defense do what it does for some turnovers, try to get some points either via defense or special teams. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, we have loads to work on through the air. Although, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, I would love to get your takes on sort of, A, 
our first glimpse at Brian Dable and his offense, uh-huh. and B Jalen uh, in in year two. Um, Brian Dable, I think I think Saban probably put it better than I can. He said the play calling was fine, the execution sucked. Mm. Um, I had no problem with anything. Cause look, there was an article in the, in the paper the next day saying, "Well, Alabama still can't complete the deep ball." Um, dude, FYI. Florida State has the best player in the country back there. Boy. There's a reason you don't try the deep ball against them. Yeah. Um, you know, you play to your uh, your opponent's weak, strengths and weaknesses, and their strength is sitting back there in the name of, what is his name? I can't remember. Der, Der, Derwin James, Jr. Derwin James, yeah. Best player in the country. Because yeah. I am so tuned into college football that I cannot tell you the best player in the country. <laughs> name. Nevertheless, That's why we have a podcast. Exactly. And with one listener. But the point is, why in the hell would you throw the deep ball when you've got the best player in the country back there? This is not the game to do that in. Um, so I, I don't judge. I'm not going to judge Jalen Hurts on this game. You know, when you've got a team with a with, with a weak secondary, and if he's not lighting that up, fine, I'll judge then. But right now, against that secondary, no thank you. Run the damn ball all day long and win the game. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I agree completely in a couple of thoughts. I mean, it was a boring game plan, I thought, for for a, much of the game. Uh, but to your point, I mean, Florida State, usually we've won a lot of these opener games, let's say the West Virginias and the Michigans and the Clemsons. Uh, and I've said, eh, those teams they're not going to finish in the top 10 at the end of the year. You know, that's not a great team. I think we played a very, very good team uh, in Florida State. And like you said, Derwin James was everywhere, was so ready to make that Derpwin, more like Derpwin, am I right? Joke. Uh, but man, he was he was truly the real deal. And I also say uh, Cam Akers, their true freshman running back, who was so highly touted, he didn't do a lot against us, but was quick as hell. And uh, he's got a bright future, I think, as well. I, th- I thought that was a really good team. And uh, honestly, I, everybody's talking now that uh, the Frenchman is out. That uh, Clemson is suddenly the favorite in the ACC. I don't know about that. Clemson lost mm. a lot of folks. Um, uh, you know, I'll 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 wait to see on their new Deshaun Watson if he's actually their new Deshaun Watson after more than one game. Uh, yeah, Florida State may not have a quarterback, but they have all the other pieces, and uh, you don't really have to have a quarterback. Uh, I'm an Alabama football fan, and I, I know you don't have to have a quarterback to uh, win a title. So I fully expect to see Florida State, uh, if not in the Final Four, damn close uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And that was a brutal loss of Francois. Uh, uh-huh. But back to our quarterback, um, I thought Jalen actually, you know, he, he wasn't perfect, but I did think he showed improvement. There was a great pass he threw to our guy, uh Henry Ruggs, is it Henry? I don't know, Ruggs. Uh, Deep ball that should have been caught. There was a deep ball that was caught, of course, by um, Ridley. So I thought there were signs of improvement. Uh, He still can't quite run through his reads, but neither can I. So I'm not going to sit here and preach on that. I think he is showing growth and will continue to show growth uh, this weekend. I hope they give him... 50 passing attempts, uh, but still don't think we cover. I'm not going to phrase it the way you did because you are now recorded as saying you hate Alabama, uh, which, easy. You know you know that'll be used against you one day. But uh, I think, yeah, let's say tied maybe 
38 to 6. And here's the 38. Our boy J.K. Scott comes in to boot a field goal and actually connects with his foot to the football through the uprights. That is something to behold. Be wild. You're saying no more. You're saying the Greek tragedy will come to an end. I think it has to. I I love to see a good Greek boy uh, get put to work, but he's got a job in a deli somewhere or a car dealership. He just he's not a kicker. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, well that is it for your home opener. That's heads off edition of Houndstooth Hero. Remember, you can check us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com on Facebook. And uh, by the way, I forgot to bring up uh, our pal in front of the program, Brian Oliu, will be giving a, giving us a written preview of the Fresno State game. Hopefully, it should be up tomorrow. And if you if you catch, caught the last one, it was oh, man. hilarious. It was a, oh. a literary spectacle is the only way I can describe it. Exactly. So remember, houndstoothheroes.com, Facebook, on Twitter, these two heroes. Take us home, Brother Mets. All right. Well, y'all be good. Roll Tide.